T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome into Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Carl Middleman Hello. and my partner Bo Matthews. Bo, present. Woo. I'm present. What a week. <laughs> What a week! Uh, what a what a whole lot to talk about. Um, news breaking everywhere that could um, that probably will affect people's Second Amendment rights, and also obviously a, a law enforcement discussion to be had uh, after everything that we saw this week. We thought 2020 was crazy. 2021 has started off just as uh, insane in the news cycle as uh, 2020 ever was, and we are going to talk about as much of it as we can here on the show today. quick bit of uh, housekeeping for you. So typically, every week we release two podcasts of this show. We put out the what you're hearing right now, the show we release in podcast form every Friday, so you yep. get an opportunity to take the show with you throughout the weekend. You can, you can actually download the podcast of the show before it even airs. So uh, if you're, you know, out and about fishing, hunting, or camping, whatever, you can take the show with you before it even uh, airs on 97.1 or KMOX. And then we re- we have our podcast exclusive, which is typically a little bit of a longer discussion where we can dive deep into whatever topic of the week that we are uh, uh, focusing on. And this week, and, and that, that podcast typically goes out on Mondays. This week, we're going to release both podcasts at the same time. They're both going to be put out on Friday because in this week's podcast exclusive, we're going to be talking to Mark Cox from 97.1 FM Talks Morning Show. He's the morning host here on one of the stations that the show airs on. And he is in Washington, D.C., uh, was for most of this past week. And was there during all of the riots and the uh, the violence that Protest. erupted in protests, and that and he was there as part of the rally uh, before the protests, covering and, and, it. Yeah, he was he was covering it. So he's there in Washington D.C. still, and we are going to talk to him. And uh, I didn't want to wait for yeah uh, by the, Monday, yeah, <laughs> three days to go by. New cycles before over. that uh, conversation was available to everybody to hear. So we are going to release the podcast exclusive uh, along with the show podcast. So you get both podcasts this week uh, immediately. 
Uh, by the time you're hearing this on the air, they're both available for you if you haven't downloaded them already. So go radio.com. Yeah. So uh, it's still Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors, and we don't want to lose sight of that. So a little bit later on in today's show, we're going to talk to our buddy Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors about what is happening in the fishing industry and talk to him about if you do want to get outside, bundle up, and maybe go fishing in the winter because you can't be inside looking at the television in the madness anymore <laughs> and you want to get it's away from it It's healthy to all. step away. Yes, it is. It is good for the soul to get away from this um, when you can. So we're going to talk to Mark about uh, what's happening out of Bluff City. We're going to talk to him about what he expects for the fishing industry in this new year. And we'll talk about uh, winter fishing and whatever opportunities may exist for you in our area uh, to go out and enjoy that. So we're going to talk to Mark a little bit later on in the show. We're going to talk to Virginia Cruda in a few minutes, our friend from The Daily Caller. We will get an update from her also about some of the things that we saw in Washington, D.C., get her reaction to uh, how that could possibly influence law enforcement and Second Amendment rights and all of that as we move forward into 2021. And, of course, right now joining us on the line, as he does every week to start the show, our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. Aaron, how you doing, buddy? Great to talk with you. Oh, it's great to talk with you. You know, I just learned something. Yeah. Almost 40,000 people died as a result of firearm injury, according to Joe Biden. Yeah. Seems like a seems like an epidemic. I'm just sitting here reading his website. You know, I figured I'd kind of figure out what we're going to be expecting now that uh, yeah. the uh, government is very, leaning very, 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 very left. Very blue. Yeah. Uh, yes. I wanted to talk about that specifically with you because it's something that we have talked about, you know, Missouri gun rights and the laws that we have here in Missouri. And we've talked to our friends like uh, Representative Nick Schroer. The new session in Jeff City is is underway officially now as well, and I'm sure we'll be checking in with uh, Representative Schroer and other people uh, around Jeff City as the weeks go on here on the show as well. But one uh, one big story that happened this week that didn't get any attention because of the tragedy that broke out in the Capitol was that on Tuesday night, the special election in Georgia was won by both Democrats, which I think surprised many people for months since election night. The, the, the common belief has been, well, maybe Joe Biden beat Donald Trump and is going to be our next president, but at least the Republicans held the Senate and they gained ground in the House. Well, now— it appears that they have not held the Senate, that the Democrats have taken the United States Senate, which means that they will have all three branches of government. And over the last several weeks, we have gone through Joe Biden's uh, plan uh, to end gun violence and all of the policies that he that he says he will enact um, that would uh, uh, that would impact your Second Amendment rights. And now, you know, they will not have any there won't be any branch of the government that can stop. Uh, them moving forward with all of that. So, Aaron, I wanted to ask you first and foremost here. Speaking of our uh, of our friends like Nick Schroer in Jeff City, what kind of things would you like to see uh, the state government and local government do to uh, maybe preemptively protect some Second Amendment rights of of Missouri citizens in case 
Joe Biden moves forward with the policies that he has uh, put on his website? So we let's talk about what we do have here, you know, before we kind of mm-hmm. dabble off into what we need to do. So right now it, it is illegal for uh, there to be a database of the weapons or accessories, uh, ammunition that you own. So basically, Missouri will never register, um, you know, if you buy an AR-15, if you buy 30-round magazines, or if you buy, you know, ammunition in bulk, whatever bulk ammunition looks like right now. It looks like about two boxes. So um, so that's, the, that's one thing. Uh, there was a bill, and I'm actually trying to hunt it right now, but I had it open – um, that basically said that they were going to um, negate all federal gun control, um, which would be a pretty strong step um, in preventing anything that they would try to pass, whether that be, you know, reinstating the assault weapons ban from the Clinton era, uh, which was, for those of you not super familiar with that, because when that was going on, I was, you know, in elementary school. Um, gives you an idea how old it is. Um, no threaded barrels. You know, magazines had a capacity limit to them. There was no classable stocks. Uh, no bayonet lugs. Can't remember sometime last time somebody got bayoneted, right? But uh, that was part of it. Um, and then some other odds and ends. And if we look prior to that. They did like the National Gun Control Act, the NGA, which regulated your suppressors and your machine guns. So other states, and I'm going to have to dive into this a little bit more because we're definitely going to have to uh, talk with some reps that I know. Um, But other states have basically said if it's made in Missouri and it never leaves Missouri, then the federal government has – absolutely no control. Mm. And so the way that the, the government is able to regulate firearms is through the Commerce Clause because they're, it's it's moving from state to state. Okay, So you have interstate and intrastate uh, commerce. And so if it stays within the state, then the only people that should really be able to regulate it are, um, are the state of Missouri. So um, – there's a Missouri bill that got proposed. Um, it's a pre-filed bill. I've got it right here. It says a pre-filed in uh, a pre-filed bill in the state of Missouri would take federal on federal gun control past, present, and future. Passage into law would represent a major step towards ending federal acts that infringe upon the rights to keep and bear arms. Senator Eric Ber- Burson, mm-hmm. a Republican from Battlefield, filed Senate Bill. 39. That's SB 39 on December 1st. And the bill uh, is identical to two other bills also filed in the House. So it's called the Second Amendment Preservation Act. Um, and I'll throw that up on uh, our Facebook and I'll throw it up on the Second Amendment News podcast Facebook. So you can find it in those two places. Uh, the bill includes a detailed definition of acts that qualify as infringement. Uh, taxes and fees on firearms, firearms accessories, ammunition, not common to all their goods and services. Um, registration and tracking schemes, like I said, that's already illegal here. 
that would be applied to firearms, firearms, accessories, ammunition. So that would also um, kind of reflect what we've already got. Well, uh, Aaron, let me jump in here. It, it, yeah. Our biggest fear has happened with, you know, the, the Democrats holding the House and the Senate and the White House here in a few days. Um, isn't there some of these things, if, they, if you know, Joe Biden's agenda for Second Amendment uh, that we've seen and we've gone through, uh, you know, last several weeks, it still isn't, uh, it, it isn't a, a 50, it's not a, a simple majority. It has to be two-thirds of the voting to change major things for Second mm-hmm. Amendment, wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. If they're going to ratify an amendment, yeah. If they're going to pass a bill, no. So yeah, they're they're right. you know it used to be that way, Bo, for so many things. But Republicans are just as guilty of this as Democrats. Harry Reid did it when he was the um, when he was the majority leader in the Senate. Mitch McConnell did it as a Republican in his tenure. As they have made it more and more possible for more and more decisions to be made on a simple majority and have stripped away that that uh, protection 60 uh, 40 <laughs> rule in so many areas and you know now they're talking about eliminating the filibuster and they're talking about you know just dis- packing the cord packing the cord and adding yeah. new states and and the reason there was reasons that that 60 40 and these other protections like the filibuster and other things were in place before but both parties have been have been guilty of yeah, when they have down. power, they want to they want to push their agenda forward, and they know they don't have sixty forty, so they find ways to uh, change those rules to a simple majority. Aaron, we only have a couple okay. minutes left. We only have a couple minutes yeah. left with Aaron here. I want to Aaron before we let you go and make sure people uh, know how to find you if they want to exercise their Second Amendment rights here right. in Missouri and. Come out and uh, shop at Southern Armory. How do they find you physically, online, all of that good stuff? Yep. Yeah, uh, just, I just want to hit these two last points. Sure. Uh, any act forbidding the possession, ownership, transfer, sale of firearm, accessory, by any law-abiding citizen. And then the big one, any act ordering the confiscation of firearms, firearm accessories, or ammunition. Right? So this is probably a pretty good bill that would negate some of that because, as we know, uh, Biden is going to do a uh, – it's not going to be a confiscation, guys. It's just going to be a, a mandatory buyback. Hmm. So, yeah, it's called confiscation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, come in and see us <laughs> at the store. We've got your AR-15s, your high-capacity magazines, ammunitions rolling through. Uh, we are holding ammunition back. So if you come in and buy a gun, you know, we can at least get you a little bit of ammunition because, um, you know, what, what good is the gun without the ammunition, which is another scheme for uh, gun control. Uh, come in and see us. We're located one mile east of 274044 at 9901 Watson Road and Southern Armory on Facebook, Second Amendment News Podcast on Facebook, and SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. And that is Aaron Tarlow, who we will talk to again same time next week, and there's plenty more to talk about. So we look forward to talking to you again then, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Yep. Talk to you next week. Bye. All right. Let's take another quick break, and as I mentioned, we are going to talk to our friend Virginia Cruda from The Daily Caller when we get back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, 
including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo, producer Carl Middleman, and my partner Bo Matthews all here with you. I want to remind you about uh, the little slight change to our podcast schedule this week. We had an opportunity to talk to Mark Cox from uh, the Mark Cox Morning Show, of course, on 97.1 FM Talk. he was in Washington, D.C. for most of last week. He was there to be a part of the rallies and then, you know, obviously there as, uh, as as all of the chaos broke out. And since we had an opportunity to talk to him late in the week for our podcast exclusive, we are not waiting until Monday to release that podcast exclusive. If you're listening to this on the air, that podcast is already available. Uh, we released both podcasts on Friday. Typically, we put out the show podcast on Fridays and the podcast exclusive on Monday. This week, both podcasts went out on Friday. So if you have not heard that uh, discussion with Mark yet, you can go and get that podcast now. In a few moments, we're going to talk to our buddy Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors and get a chance to get away from some of the news and madness of the week and uh, talk about fishing and the fishing industry. But right now, where there's more to talk about from the madness of the week, and there's no better person to get us updated than our friend Virginia Cruda from The Daily Caller. We always appreciate your time. Virginia, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm <laughs> keeping it together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, so I, I don't know. I, there's I have you start. I have questions for you, but I'll just right? let I'll just let you uh, tell us how you are. Uh, tell us how you're feeling <laughs> right now about everything that has happened this week. Well, I would say this. I think that it is very important especially in a country like ours, that we have and protect the ability to voice our grievances. And you notice I said voice. I did not say break windows to express Mm -hmm. grievances. I didn't say, you know, um, charge Capitol Police in order to make sure that 
they're the ones that hear you because that's not how this is supposed to work. You know, we have been saying all throughout the summer that if you want to protest George Floyd's death at the hands of police officers, if you want to protest the shooting that left Jacob Blake paralyzed, regardless of, you know, the information we now have that he was armed and he was trying to get away. Um, You know, if you want to protest those things, you have the right to do it. It doesn't matter whether what you're saying is right or wrong. You can stand on the street corner wearing a sandwich board that says the sky is pink today. And even if you're wrong, you have the right to do that. And we should all be willing to protect your right to do that. Yes. But and, and, you know, Where to your you point, Virginia, that line. yeah, when, mm-hmm. to your point, one thing that I am one thing that I, I, I that I'm very happy about th- that is happening right now in the wake of this tragedy is that right. people are calling for the criminals to be held accountable. We have yes. people saying we need to everybody that broke into the United States Capitol. We need to find them yes. and we need to arrest them and they need to be held accountable. Amen. And and we and okay. another thing I couldn't believe we heard I heard was the mayor of Washington D.C. who is very liberal was saying that they need more police officers that their police force is not strong enough and we need more police officers to protect our city. Hey, amen. Yeah, where you know what else where has been? all that been all year? Why right. are we just now getting around to? We need to hold the criminals that that took advantage right. of a peaceful protest that you were just talking about, and uh-huh. and and. It broke the law. I'm glad that we're finally talking about holding them accountable and right. and talking about the importance of police. Why did it take this long for that to happen? No, I I would like to just throw out one thing because we're seeing some on the right, especially saying like uh, you you know how when when the Black Lives Matter protests got uh, got nasty, you would have people from the organization saying those were outside agitators. Those aren't our people. You're seeing the same thing now. They're saying this, this was Antifa. This was Antifa dressed as, as Trump supporters. I cannot get behind that. I think that most of the people who are there were Trump supporters. Now, does that mean there weren't a few bad apples? Obviously there were. Uh, but I don't think it was Antifa because not enough things burned to the ground. I don't. I think you can make a fair case that this was not this was not an Antifa thing, um, but at the same time, I think the real danger that we have because this was these people. This was a serious event, obviously a dangerous event, but these were not serious people. These were not people who were serious about breaching and taking over the Capitol. Because if they were you would have seen more people hurt. You would have seen more damage. You would not have seen people, you know, waltzing down the halls, stealing the speaker's podium, sitting on her desk with their feet up, and, you know, telling reporters later, I wasn't really trying to breach anything. I was just looking for a bathroom. That's not (laughs) what you see when the people involved in the insurrection are serious about what they're doing. So I'm not discounting the seriousness of what happened because it was a serious event. It was a dangerous event for people involved, for people who were in the way. But I think that we run the risk now of showing people who are more serious about what they might want to do um, just how easy it was to breach the Capitol. 
Hey, uh, Virginia, uh, have you seen mm -hmm. the uh, pictures going around? My phone's been blowing up. People sending me stuff uh, about the, the guys from the Philly Antifa organization were also at the Capitol yesterday. Uh, I also saw a story uh, that uh, facial recognition has, has identified some of the people from uh, you know, uh, Portland, uh, Seattle. Uh, right. And it, right. And I'm sure that there are some outside instigators. I don't think that the majority of the protest was, or the, no, even the majority of the damage was done by people who are outside. I think. Okay. That, so wh where, do, where did they get the lumber where, you know, there was one video shot of a guy that had a plexiglass, you know, shield trying to break a window into the Capitol. And, and well, then all of a sudden immediately before, that, that, was, that? that was reported beforehand, because remember, what's going on at the Capitol? They're doing construction on scaffolding for the inauguration. There was a okay, lot of reconstruction material on the ground already. And in fact, D.C. was warned about it. And they <laughs> said, no, no, this is for the inauguration. And mm -hmm. they left it there. I think um, that there I think that there were probably I mean, anytime there's a big rally mm -hmm. like this and a big protest and, and yes. emotions could be running high. There's going to be people that go there with bad intentions. Could some of them yeah. have been uh, Antifa Kenosha. members or Antifa <laughs> yeah. uh, sympathetic? Of course they could have. Could they have been QAnon? Sure. Could they have been Trump supporters that got caught up in? I don't. I mm -hmm. I kind of agree with you, uh, Virginia. That I don't think that there was that all the people that that broke into the Capitol were under one that. that they were operating as one group that right. had a plan when they went there. I, I think. But there's also a thing called herd mentality too. Of course, you know? right. Yeah. Oh no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right, right about that. And right. but you know, I, as I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm just glad we're going to hold these people accountable, and and we're going right. to finally, you know, make now criminals the, pay for their crimes. I, I don't know why it took thing. so long for to do this. You you mentioned uh, uh, D.C.'s mayor, uh, Muriel, Muriel Bowser. Muriel Bowser. Uh -huh. Yeah, I can't say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, she is, you know, calling for more police, at the, but she is also calling for statehood for D.C. Because she's saying because she said it immediately. Yes. Mm -hmm, because uh, President Trump apparently waited too long to send her the National Guard. Um she said, clearly, this is a failure of security, so security has to be in the hands of D.C., therefore, D.C. has to be a state. And she wants to be and... a governor immediately. She <laughs> wants to be it, – it, it, and she said that it, when they become a state, that all power needs to be transferred to her immediately. In any time a politician, a Republican or right. Democrat, is making the uh, point that they need more power – you're not gonna. You're not gonna find me supporting that idea, uh, Virginia. Exactly. Before we let you go, let's talk about the uh, uh, election on on Tuesday. I think a lot of people were surprised yeah. that uh, the Democrats now have taken over the United States Senate, and that hasn't even been discussed this week because obviously, right. uh, what happened in D.C. dominated and took over the news cycle. Um, what do you? When it comes to all of the things that we have talked about this year, defund the police, dismantle the mm -hmm. police, uh, getting removing AR style weapons and and getting rid of high capacity magazines and limiting Second Amendment rights in other areas. Um, how concerned are you about the fact that it looks like the Democrats now have all three branches of government? Well, here's here's what. Um 
the one thing that I would say, and I'm not, I'm not saying that this is going to caution them, but it should. Um, I don't know if you remember what the elections, what the midterm elections in 2010 looked like for Barack Obama. Um, <laughs> no, not good. Yeah. It, it was ugly. It yeah. was, I mean, left-leaning media pundits were calling it a bloodbath, and rightly so. Because they lost everything. They lost the House. They lost the Senate. They And it just, yep. it was it was ugly. Um, and but my fear is so how I much think, damage, and Bo, I wonder if you feel are, are fearful of this as well. I think that if they do move forward with a lot of these extreme policies that they've talked about, they will all, they will get voted out in two years. But how much damage... How, can, can be they, done that amount of time. Yeah, it can yeah. be done well, in two depends, years. That's what I'm It depends afraid. on how gradual it is. Because if you think about it, Obamacare, remember, that passed with only Democrats. Uh-huh. Not a single Republican voted for that. Right. And if they push a lot of hardcore gun control policies, they're going to run into that same problem. And they might even lose some conservative Democrats like Joe Manchin. Um, so they have to walk the line, and they can't go too hard left without making it an executive order. And executive orders are easy to overturn. So Mm -hmm. because their margins are so small, and in fact, they can't do anything in the Senate without Kamala Harris making a tiebreaker vote, they have to move gradually. They can't implement any – because remember, even even Obamacare, it took him two years to get the votes for that. And that's because he couldn't get a single Republican on board. He could have done immigration reform, and he probably would have gotten half the Republican Party to agree with him on something moderate. But he didn't do it. He left all these things off to the side. He could have done prescription drugs. He could have done a number of things. He didn't do it because he wanted Obamacare. And now people are still suffering because of that. But it took him two years to get it done. So what I, what I think is that if it's a dramatic change in policy, it's going to take the entire two years, and it's going to take the focus off the other little things that he could nickel and dime us with. Honestly, I think that coronavirus and the vaccine rollout is so front and center that that is going to distract Biden for the better part of his first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he does try to do anything with gun control, unless he does it by executive order, he's not going to be able to do it in a sweeping fashion um, because he's just not going to have the votes to do it. Joe Manchin is going to be the Republicans. Joe Manchin is going to be the Republicans firewall. And that's a little bit Susan Collins. That's a little bit. That's a little scary. Uh, but uh, well, that's the, kind of the, the most position important we're in. people in the Senate right now are going to be people like Joe Manchin, Absolutely. people like Agreed. Mitt Romney, people like Susan Collins, yeah. um, because the Democrats are going to see them as the people they can pick off. And on as far as Manchin on the other side. The Republicans are going to see the same thing in him. Depends on the issue. Yeah, we've got to wrap it up, uh, but we will talk to you again very soon. If people want to follow you, read your stories on The Daily Caller, follow you on social media, how can they do so? At VA Cruda and at Daily Caller and at DailyCaller.com. Very good. Virginia Cruda, always great to talk with you, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. Great. Have a good one. You too. All right, let's take a break, and let's unplug a bit, and let's get out on the water, and let's talk fishing. Let's do that with our (laughs) friend Mark McMurray from Bluff City Outdoors. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
<laughs> you know what? We need a fun song like this right now. <laughs> everybody needs. Ain't that the truth? Everybody needs to sit back and listen to this song and songs like it and just figure out their Calm life. down. Calm down uh, for a little bit. And that's what we're going to do right now. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman Hello. and my partner Bo Matthews. We're talking about the Great Outdoors here on the show. It's brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are your full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. In De Pere on Manchester Road, just a half mile east of 270. Online, find them at RazorbackArmory.com. Tell them Bo sent you to Razorback Armory. And we are going to, as I mentioned, talk fishing. Anytime we're talking fishing here on the show, if you're going fishing, they have what you need at Bluff City Outdoors. And the owner of Bluff City Outdoors joins us now on the show. Mark McMurray is here. Mark, always great to talk with you, buddy. How's it going? Hey, it's, it's great to be here. Happy yeah. New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's great to talk to you, and it's great to uh, talk about something uh, fun and good for the soul. <laughs> and unplug a bit and, and go fishing. Um, I would mentioned this to you off the air that we have talked a lot about on this show with our friends from, you know, Razorback Armory and Osage County Guns and, of course, Aaron from Southern Armory about what a year 2020 was for the gun industry. You know, a lot of people were buying guns and ammo, and but we didn't we haven't talked too much about what kind of year it was uh, for the fishing industry. Are, are you seeing uh, at Bluff City Outdoors and then just in the fishing industry in general across the country, is it coming back? Is it on the rise? Or is there so much of this madness happening in the world that uh, people are forgetting uh, that, you know, it's good for you to get out in the water and go fishing and go camping? How How is the fishing industry right now? So I, they're probably beyond, you know, my wildest expectations, we ended up, I mean, COVID ended up being driving people to go fishing mm, uh, with, with all the thing. other things they couldn't do. Uh, so it was a very significant uptick all across the country in, in participation in fishing. I think most states had, you know, 20-year highs on license sales and stuff. Uh, so people were, you know, going out fishing, and a lot of people for us, uh, you know, we, we saw a lot of new faces this year that we had not seen before. And then, uh, and then we kept seeing them all summer long. So a lot of those people uh, were getting into fishing and enjoying it and continuing to go. I'm hopeful that, that it will have a, you know, downstream trend and, and really help us because the fishing industry had been in, you know, a 20-year decline uh, in participation and uh, and just the amount of people doing it is, had been sliding and sliding and sliding. You know, Mark, yeah. the, the guys out at Osage County Guns, when we talk to them, it's like we can never use 2020 as a uh, as a, a status point of, okay, the, in 2021 or 2022 or 23, you can't go, yeah, but it's not as good as 2020 because a lot of people went and bought firearms, kind of like you're saying. It's been an, an epic year for your company and the fishing industry in general. Uh, is it? Do you think it's people that are thinking, okay, I might have to be a hunter, gatherer, fisherman <laughs> in the future? Um, and that's yeah, why they want to do it. Or are they just doing it just to step away from the television? I, there might be a little of that, but I think it was more just to get out and yeah. do something. Uh, and because we saw a lot of a lot of women with with you know children and you know in that seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve range, that those kids had never been fishing, and and then so mom's getting them out, 
we just saw that huge increase in moms taking their kids fishing. That's awesome. And that's great. Kinda, yep. And then they get out and they enjoy it, and then they kept coming back, and you kept seeing them again and seeing them again, and they, they talked about <laughs> how much fun they were having, and the kids were, you know, it was their first ex- outdoor experience for a lot of them away from the video games yeah. and such, and they were having a good time. And that's great. You to hopefully hear. that. So, will, uh, how how many Snoopy poles did you sell this last year? <laughs> Sold a, sold a lot of entry level stuff. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. Mark, is there any? You know, I I fish all the time, but I exclusively bass fish so i don't have a good gauge on the other the other industries the other the other sections of the fishing industry is there any one thing or a couple things that are really popular right now that are trending right now um in the industry or is it across the board yeah the two big categories that around here that are really trending up are crappie fishing and then uh catfish those are the two Areas where, and those had been the growth areas before this year, uh, but you know it just wasn't as as accelerated as it became. And uh, it's just that that live scope technology on the crappie fishermen. I mean, you can actually look at that. Hey, that that's a that's a nice fish in that brush file, and you can see your jig falling and stuff. So that's that's really changed the game as far as especially with the guys that like tournament fish. But even the ones that are going out to fulfill the live well was for something to eat. It's easier for them to go out and get their limit. It, it's pretty interesting electronics yeah so real quick uh, mark when when a when a single let's say a single mom comes in with their kids they want to introduce them to fishing and they bombard you with questions what do you say to them do you direct them to maybe somebody in the store that's like hey this guy may you know may have a conversation with you or do you send them to youtube on how to tie the right knots for the the hooks and the weights and all that kind of stuff well we everybody that, that works there is a fisherman so if they if they're in there, especially if they're entry level stuff, one guy he's a big crappie fisherman and Butch over there he's a bass fisherman, but he fishes for everything. And then I I love fishing panfish, and so we're able to help them and, and turn them on to, hey this this you take this lure here, a rooster tail, a, a roadrunner, a beetle spin, and you can go anywhere you're gonna go and you're gonna catch fish with this. It's just you know so we always try to put them into a universal fish catching stuff. And then for a lot of the little kids, they're just going to, you know, put put some red wigglers on under a float. So we, right, we try right. to get them into what they're going to be doing and so that they'll be successful and have fun. Mark, you know, years ago, oh, there was a farmer farmers looking for a wife uh, dating website. Maybe there's fishermen looking for a wife <laughs> website out there. Mark, maybe you can start it. Fisherman, Mark, hey, listen, Mark's a computer guy. He could do it. He could he could stu- <laughs> he could create that technology fishers only that's <laughs> where i met my wife so there you go there you go <laughs> so uh, uh mark almost out of time here but you mentioned licenses earlier in missouri it's at the uh, it's march 1st it's the end of february and so i'm glad you brought that up because it's always a good reminder this time of year that it's time to uh renew the license um, what is what is the uh, what's the rules the license uh, dates in 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 the state of Illinois over there with you and then do you guys sell the licenses and is there a way this is a lot of questions and packed in one <laughs> uh, can you are you allowed to sell uh, license for both states since you're right there on the border or do people have to go into uh, Missouri to get their Missouri license and into Illinois to get uh, that state's license yeah it, it's it, so much of it's gone to just doing it online or on your phone. Missouri actually has an app on your phone. You yeah. download that app and you can just do it all right there on your phone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and, and that's what I hold as my license too. I don't have a paper, paper license right. anymore. It's in my phone. And if I get asked, I can just uh, pull up that app and show them. You're exactly right. 
Yep, and then Illinois doesn't have an app like that, but they have a, a website you can do it, and then if you browse and do your license and then click and save it when it presents it to you, they accept that. Uh, right, right now we're not actually we don't we're, we got out of the license business. It, it there were some some difficulties with it, and uh, machines not working and things yeah. like that. So I think what we're going to do is just put in a computer as a convenience station this spring. That way we can yeah. sell license for all across the country. That's a great idea. Is is Illinois? Uh, is it is it is March first a thing across the country? And I just have never bothered to look into it because I always fish in Missouri. Or is it? Uh, do you guys? Is your license like a January first thing? It, no, Illinois is April first. April first. Okay, gotcha. There you go. Yeah. So it all uh, come due. Good stuff. Well, Mark Murray, it's always great to talk with you. It's always great to talk a little bit about fishing. If people uh, want to go out for the first time in a long time and, and join this uh, long list of people that are getting back into fishing um, and they want to come out and load up the tackle box at Bluff City Outdoors, how can they find you? Obviously, uh, in person and also website and social media, all that stuff. Yep, so the physical store, we're at 2813 East Broadway uh, in Alton. Uh, we're a half mile down Broad, or mile past Fast Eddie's on Broadway. A lot of people know where Fast Eddie's is. And then our Facebook, Bluff City Outdoors, we're on Facebook. And then our, we're also on the websites, www.bluffcityoutdoors.com. And uh, get hold of us, and we'll help you out the best we can. And you guys are open regular hours all year long, right? You guys, it doesn't matter that it's January and not as many people are fishing. You guys are, are open for business, correct? Yeah, yeah we're open. Uh, we do open longer once the season gets here. But right now we're 8 to 5 uh, every day, 8 to 3 on Sunday. And, great stuff. Uh, and then we extend those once we get into the season. Right. Awesome. That's great All right, Before stuff. we cut the cord, can, mm-hmm. can I just interject something? Sure. I already came up with a name for your app, Mark, for your uh, for your fishermen Dating app. looking for a woman. Okay. MILF W, moms I'd like to fish with. How about that? <laughs> we can That's cut. a pretty good one. We'll cut that out. I'm here cut, all we week. Can cut, <laughs> we can cut that out of the show when, before it airs. Thank what? you. <laughs> Mark, what? thank you so much uh, for everything you do uh, for us here at the uh, show. And uh, get out to Bluff City Outdoors in Alton <laughs> next time you are going fishing. Mark, we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you. See you. Thanks. You all right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Don't forget about the podcast exclusive with Mark Cox in Washington, D.C. For Mark... For Mark McMurray, for him too, I guess. Yeah. And for Carl Middleman and Bo Matthews, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you so much for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.